Hey guys, this is our podcast at the Clemson Foothills Church. We're glad you found us. Join us as we discover what the Bible says about following Jesus, loving God, and serving one another. Feel free to visit our website at clemsonfoothills.com or check out the Clemson Foothills Church YouTube channel. We love learning what God says to us in His Word, and we hope this podcast helps you to do that as well. With all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. This has been pretty cool, right? I mean, Matthew 18, as we've been going through here, uh, let me make sure this is working, right? We're talking about these essential principles of relationships within the body of Christ. And boy, I'll tell you what, Matthew had it going on right here, okay? Did, Did Jesus give all of these in a row or how do we do it? We don't know, but we know as it's put together here, this is where it started, Okay, this is, this is where all of this began, was the disciple, the disciple saying, Jesus, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, right? And our, already we can go, man, we would never say that. I'd never think it. It's really easy to go, man, what's wrong with these guys? And, and here's what's really important. We got to get our hearts connected, not to the, to the, the physical words or the, or the verbiage here, but the spirit of who's the greatest, right? And so as we've gone through this, th- these are just the bullet points as we've gone on down is, is we see Jesus going, hey, hey, listen, uh, church, worry less about your status. W- worry less about that. Uh, worry less about how important you are in the kingdom of God. Lose your passion for status, for being seen. Okay, because you can go, well, I don't have, I don't look for status in the church. Mm-mm. He's talking about how we present ourselves to be seen by others, all right? He's saying, hey, hey, lose that, okay? Stop, stop being so worried about what everybody's seeing in you that you've lost your focus on the kingdom of God. Deal with sin radically, right? I mean, there is some things in that. You know, Jesus is just, he's coming. He's, listen, if, if, if you've got sin, can you imagine Jesus giving us a lesson on sin and it's all of like one minute long? Hey, hey, Keith, you want to know what? You want to deal with your sin? Dude, cut it off. Right? That's, that, that doesn't, here's what it doesn't do. Okay. Don't take that. as like, oh, that's a template. He's giving us exact sins he's talking about. No, he isn't. He's telling us a story of this is how you deal with sin radically. Every sin. Okay. And love your brothers so they don't stumble. Boy, there's a lot just in that first section of these essentials that Jesus is teaching us, right? And then last week, we, we, we really got together and said, what we learn, all right, is, is this, this message from Jesus. See to it that you get on the same page with Jesus when it comes to those who wander. All right, and, and as we spoke last week, there's a couple of things to be very aware of, right? And, and is this idea if we go, oh man, we need to have the same attitude as Jesus for those who wander. But also we have to be very clear, wandering is not a healthy state of relationship with Jesus. All right. Jesus isn't saying, hey, for those who wander, all right, just be kind of cool with that. No, they're in grave danger. Grave danger. All right. But he says, you got to have my attitude. My attitude is going to rescue mission. My attitude is to get out there. My attitude is to celebrate when they come back. And the other thing about that we said is, is not, 
The wandering, you take, take the context of a building out. Okay? Because we can go, well, I'm here. I'm not wandering. No. Man, th- think seven days a week, 24 hours a day, okay? Is, is you can go, well, I'm here now. But then as a sheep, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm wandering all over the place away from Jesus during the week, okay? This is who he's talking about. And remember, we even saw some examples of that where Peter actually drew Barnabas away, although they were still in the fellowship. And that's pretty stunning, right? You're going, hold on a minute. You mean an apostle drew away Barnabas, the son of encouragement, by his hypocrisy among, in the church? Boy, that, all that's meant to do is go, whoa, you mean this could happen to me? <laughs> all right, Th- this could happen, right? But this is talking about less the theology of wandering and more about our attitudes as a church, as brothers and sisters towards those who wander getting on the same page with Jesus, right? Now, here's the interesting thing, okay? This this helped me, okay? This really did. Because we're getting to a place in Matthew 18 where we're going to be up here in uh, verse 15 through 20, all right? And this isn't like this brand new teaching. He's saying, if this, what I just said, then that, what I'm about to say. If this if, if I want your attitude to be on the same page as me about wanderers, if I'm talking about being radical with sin, if I'm, if, if I'm telling you to lose your status, if all of that stuff, Jesus is now saying, now here's what this looks like. Right? Because last week, remember, last week was one of those where we go, man, let's have a great attitude. Let's have an attitude of humility and love for those who wander. Right? And, and for us in our generation, that's what the church kind of is, man, yeah, we need to be that way. we got to stop being judgmental. we got to stop doing it. And it sounds so great because they're really, we're going, it doesn't require anything. Just this attitude, like our attitude should be non-judgmental and all of these things. Except then Jesus is like, no, 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 <laughs> no don't, don't mistake this as a devotional that you bought at Lifeway Bookstore. Or don't, don't, no, 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 don't, don't get like a church that you're sitting around going, oh, you know, we try just trying not to be judgmental, trying to get on the same page, man. Attitudes, humility, you know, love the water. Yes. And now he's going to say, this is what it looks like for the shepherd to go to find the wanderer and bring him back. This is what it looks like. Okay. And unfortunately, you wonder what? Most of us only know this part of Matthew 18. That's it. What we're about to read, most of us go, no, it's just this one section on how to, how to like, uh, do church discipline. And we're going to learn, yes, that's true, but it's, it might be very different than the way we've looked at it before, right? So he's just saying, if this, then that. Let's read this, okay? Matthew 18, verse 15. If your brother sins against you, go and rebuke him in private. If he listens to you, you have won your brother. If he won't listen, take one or two more with you, so that by the testimony of two or three witnesses, every fact may be established. If he pays no attention to them, tell the church. But if he doesn't pay attention even to the church, let him be uh, like an unbeliever and a tax collector to you. I assure you, whatever you bind on earth is already bound in heaven. 
Whatever you loose on earth is already loosed in heaven. Again, I assure you, if two of you on earth agree about any matter that you pray for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there among them. All right? (laughs) You like that last? We use that last one all the time. Except, did you ever know that it was about a pretty, like, radical, relational idea? We go, oh, well, no, no, it's ch- that's church, man. Where two or three, that's not what it's saying. <laughs> okay, I mean, that's, that's the, I don't need church. I got two or three. You gotta understand. You, you, go ahead and keep that philosophy, but understand that's not biblical philosophy, <laughs> okay? That's not, that's not what he's saying. He's not just saying that, oh, yeah, it's just this. He's going, no, actually, and we're gonna look into this. He's going, no, no, actually, when two or three of my disciples come together and decide there is action that needs to take place i'm with you okay so it's it's saying some things here so let's look at this okay because again (laughs) this is ask this question when was the last time i walked through relationships in this manner when was the last time some versions actually say if your brother sins against you some say if your brother sins okay Here's here's the thing. Either one is fine. Neither one of those takes away from the meaning. All right. But let's take a look at this. This is the one right here. Trigger alert. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Trigger alert. Man, as a Christian, you never rebuke anybody. Right. (laughs) I mean, that's the philosophy almost. That's the idea is because rebuke is only ever bad. But. Jesus teaches right here, if your brother sins against you, all right, if, he's, if, if you're the one who's victimized, if you're the one who's been sinned against, go to him and rebuke him in private, okay? That's very important, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But here's the interesting thing. In the kingdom of God, there is no virtue in avoiding conflict having to do with sin. There's nothing good about that. And I think that in in our world, we can go, no, no, man, it's, I I don't want to deal with that. I just want to have an idea in my head that you mean the best. And so let's move on. Hey, keep that idea. That's a good idea to have. Hey, my brother means the best. But when it comes to sin, there is no virtue in saying, no, no, no. Let me not talk about that with my brother and sister, okay? Patience, grace, and mercy are are not equivalent to inaction, all right? So when we took last week's sermon and going, man, I just want to be patient and merciful and graceful, and this is how you do it. You kind of like let it kind of work its way out. No, 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 no. These two passages go hand in hand. In fact, Jesus is saying, as my ambassador, as my family, as brothers and sisters, this is how we we administer grace and mercy to one another is if your brother sins against you, go in private, right? And this also challenges us on understanding what is sin. (laughs) Sin is not okay. It never is. Sin is meant to kill, all right? And and, and so this is a challenge for us. Do I kind of look at sin as, well, that's not going to really kill you. You know what the craziest thing I've seen is... um, in brothers and sisters, I've seen completely engulfed by Satan over time. 
I can't think of one that didn't start out with the habit of small sin. Not one. Okay. It's like it may have ended up in big. But you wonder what a year, a year and a half, two years before that was. Uh, I just, you know, kind of cutting corners with my integrity, cutting corners with my relationships, cutting corners, just the little things to go, oh, that's no big deal. That, 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 that's no big deal, okay? Y- yes, it is a big deal, right? I mean, we've got to get on the same. That's what we're being called to do here, right? It says, go rebuke him in private, all right? Now, now here's the thing. You're like, Keith, I hate that word, rebuke him, okay? Now, here's what I'm going to share with you. If there are these things that trigger you and you're going, but I, this has been used incorrectly before. This has been used poorly. This has been used unbiblically. Here's the thing is, is we can't go back and change time, but our response can't be, let's stop rebuking biblically because it had been done wrong in the past. Right. And so here's the homework you got as we're listening to this going, maybe I need to go study out what rebuke even is. All right. What it, what it means to reprove, what it means to do these things. All right. Now, we already know this. We already know this. The spirit of love and humility must win out over vengeance and anger. All right. Remember, as we read this. Let it be ringing in our ears. This idea of everything he's taught this far. Don't think you're great. (laughs) Don't think you're the greatest. Listen, love your brothers so radically, you never want to see them stumble. Deal with your sins so radically. Okay, all of that goes into the practicality of this. Don't look down on your brothers and sisters. All that, we can't have this without that. All right? What does it mean in in, in the original, go rebuke in private? It actually, here's this terminology because it's actually two words. All right. And those two words actually give us an indication of go investigate. Do you understand that? Go investigate. That kind of gives us a, you know, it's not this idea of going, man, Tyler, you sinned against me. Let's go, dog. And just boom. It's it's let me come and share this. Can you tell me more? Right. This isn't just a this isn't just like a spanking. This is, this is this idea of going, hey, talk to me about this. Because there's two roads that could go down, right? It, there's two roads. Luke, let's say Lucas comes and he sins against me, okay? He, he comes up and he, you know, slanders or whatever, and I go, and I go to Lucas. And I say, Lucas, this is, we got to talk, man. What happened? All right? The, you know, man, you know, the, this person over here says, you said all these bad things. And, and it didn't happen, so you tell me. And there's two roads that it can go down, and this is why investigation is so important. There's two roads it can go down. Lucas going, oh my goodness, I met, please forgive me. Oh my goodness, I, dude, I totally dropped the ball, right? Or him going like, whatever, dude. See the difference? Same sin, two very different responses, whatever. Right? Well, whatever. All right? So it's very important that we ask questions, that we're investigating. Okay? It's this idea of not just that, but being careful that we aren't just going and bringing to our brothers and sisters just trivial irritations or personality conflicts. All right? Because we don't like a brother or sister's personality does not mean they're sinning against us. 
Okay, that's very important to keep in mind. All right? Or, or just like a trivial irritation. You know what, Keith, man? When you did it, and it's just like some little thing. Because here's the deal. Proverbs 10, 12, Proverbs 12, 6, 16, Proverbs 17, 9. You want to know what? There's honor in overlooking an offense. Okay, but understand what that means. That's a trivial offense. That's very important to keep in mind. All right, that's not my brother and sister are in sexual morality. They're, they're lying and cheating. No, no, no. Don't overlook those. <laughs> okay, but it's the idea of like the knickknack. It's like, oh, man, that... <laughs> He didn't mean that. He said, oh, man, I know he said it. He didn't mean that. I know. You know, it's the little offenses. There's honor in that. But this idea of rebuke is to go and investigate and to bring a charge. Yeah, that's very important. It's to bring a charge. It's to say, hey, let's talk about this. Here in the Bible is what I see. And, and you've sinned in this way. All right. Let's talk about that. Bring a charge. Colossians 3.16. Right. This is what's so important is. Teach and admonish one another as the word dwells in us richly. All right, that's very important. See, Colossians 3.16 might have just been one that you've let go by. But the truth of the matter is, is if the word isn't dwelling in us richly, we're going to be bickering with one another because you're going to get into all of these arguments about things. Instead of going, here it is, let's talk. This is essentially the charge that I'm seeing. And... And this, this is the big one. Well, they're all big, right? Start in private. <laughs> okay. Start in private. It's amazing to me. It, absolutely amazing. And, and I see it in myself. When it comes to getting advice over big things in my life, like things that I want, th things that I'm not, you know, like material things and all that kind of stuff. You know what? I don't really want to get a whole lot of advice. That's in me. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't want to say that because what if they're like, dude, what are you thinking? Okay. But you know what's amazing to me? How many opportunities there are of going, let me tell you this brother's sin because I just want to get some advice. Like we're high on advice and we can go and talk to someone else about it. Like, oh man, oh, you know, Tyler, I got to talk to you about this, bro. But you know, and, and it's like, yeah, okay, get some advice, but have you gone to him? Like, it's very simple. There's not a whole lot of advice required from this, from verse 15. Is, is go to them, investigate, open your Bible, say, here it is, let's talk. Okay? But it's this idea, okay? Now, again, we go, this, I like that, though, because I'm just going to always keep it in private and go, oh, no, 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 Jesus didn't say that. Okay? He says, this is how it begins, And here can be the thing, for us not to do that. Can you imagine keeping brothers and sisters away from the refreshment of repentance? How many times have you not said something? Because you've gone, man, this will hurt them for them to hear. This will discourage them for them to hear. This will be painful for them to hear. All right. Understand that by us not saying something, by me not saying something, or you not saying something, what we're essentially saying is, I have a way for them to find fulfillment that is outside of God's will. See, because what God teaches is that repentance brings refreshment. So if I'm going, no, I can't talk to Freshie about it. I can't talk to Josh about this. because He's going to be hurt. 
versus I need to talk to him because, man, how refreshed is he going to be when repentance is right there? You see the difference? We can get very humanistic. We get very much like, let's do it our own way, right? And then Jesus says, here's the thing. Man, if you won't listen, take on one or two others. Right back here in this last one, too, right down there, Leviticus 19, 15 through 18, you get this idea, okay, of, of what it is to go in private, all right? So you can write that down. You can go and read it. Same point. If he won't listen, take one or two others, okay? Now, wow. You're going, what kind, of, what kind of people group does this? I mean, it's way healthier just to, right, put everybody in the doghouse and blackball each other. It's way, it's, that's what we do in the world. Let me, let me get you away from me. Let me put you in the doghouse. Let me, and we go, oh, but the world's super healthy. Right? Instead, Jesus goes, no, 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 no. Guys, these are essentials for healthy principles of, of being with one another. So if I'm looking at Matthew 18 and going, this only happens rarely. There may be something we're missing. Okay? And he goes, man, it, now, he, now here's the thing. As you sit down, and, and I go, Lucas, here's the thing. And Lucas goes, nah, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't think so. Mm, you know, uh, really kind of struggling, not necessarily pushing back, but just like, Ah, I'm not too sure. He said, bring, bring two or three. The goal isn't bring two or three bouncers with you to tune them up a little bit. Okay? We read it that way, though. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. Hey, listen, bring two or three more people because he hadn't taken a beating enough yet. It's this idea of reconciliation, it's love, it's humility, it's serving and going, no, I really see this. And there's a good possibility you may come to a place and go, I just don't agree with what you're saying. All right. There's a possibility of that happening and saying, hey, let's bring one or two more. Let's bring one or two more. Well, what? What? But here's the interesting thing. This allows for fair minded objectivity. All right. I go up, I'm picking on Lucas today, but you're just like right over here to my right. I go, you know, I, I go to Lucas and I, and I come up with something that's just petty. You know, I don't like the, how you look when you're playing the piano. I mean, that's not even honoring Jesus. Okay. And I'm just like, dude, you re- you're standing in front, Lucas, and people are watching you and they're watching you on Facebook. And, 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 and Lucas goes, nah, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, like back off a second, you know, and we're stuck. I'm going, okay, dude. Here's the thing is, let's bring in a couple more, all right? And he's like, yeah, man, let me have Tyler and Ben come on in here. And I'm going, because I'm right. Tyler and Ben are going to be like, yeah, let's get him. But, but what if Tyler and Ben go, Keith, what the heck, man? <laughs> that's that's kind of petty, bro, <laughs> right? This is so important because there's this idea of we can be really offended and take it out on our brothers and sisters and it's so important, to, it's just not like, boom, rubber stamped as correct, but we even have this opportunity to go, hold on a minute, man, Keith, I don't know. You know, it's, it's just, it's not important, right? I mean, back off. I may need the one that needs a rebuke at that point, okay? But there's another side of it too. There's another side of it of going, man, we're talking about legitimate sin. And the brother's going, no, uh-uh, stop telling me about this. Stop, I don't want to hear about this. And to have two or three more come in and go, 
I think you're missing the point here, man. Like, bro, look at the scripture. This is happening in your life, okay? This is grace being portioned out. This is grace. This is Jesus going, this is what the community has to be doing. Is, is this idea of going, no, no, God, God, come here. And it's not, it's not this idea of a tribunal where we sit up front. You, no, it's just like, come on, man, let's talk and stay this out. What's the problem? Okay. He's saying, bring a couple more. Here's the interesting thing. Uh, Jesus draws from the Old Testament, amazingly enough, Deuteronomy 19.15. One witness cannot establish any wrongdoing or sin against a person. Whatever that person has done, a fact must be established by the testimony of two or three. If a malicious witness testifies against someone accusing him of a crime, the two people in the dispute must stand in the presence of the Lord before the priest and the judges in authority at that time. And the judges are to make a careful investigation. And if the witness turns out to be a liar who has falsely accused his brother, you must do to him as he intended to do to his brother. You must purge the evil from you. Then everyone else will hear and be afraid. And they'll never again do anything evil like this among you. You must not show pity. Life for life. Eye for eye. Tooth for tooth. Hand for hand. Woo! (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay? He's teaching his people. It's not okay to just bring some kind of accusation against your brother and go slander and make up all these things because you're angry. All right, because you're both going to have to stand in front of the Lord. And in this time, they had judges and they had different things that you had to stand in front. We have brothers and sisters that we go, guys, let's let's talk about this. Let's let's be real. This is this is serious. And if he pays no attention to them, tell the church. Why would a church do that? Here's the deal is, we're addicted to independence. All of us in here are infected to a certain degree that we think the church can't exist with us alone in it. We, we think you could live a life of discipleship out alone. And it never was meant to be that way. You're, uh, but Keith, what about Joseph? Okay, I guess if you get taken prisoner and put into a prison and, yeah, okay, I okay, you win on that one. How many people do you know that's happened to? All right. We're meant to be in a community, not a community of, of just one member that decides everything. You're talking about something so important here, and you're, and you're getting to the point where the brother is saying, I won't even listen to three of you. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of this. And he goes, okay, but here's the thing. See, Romans 12, 4 says we have many parts in one body All the parts don't have the same function. In the same way, we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. All right, so that's going to cause us to stop for a second and go, do I really think that's true? That I'm individually members of one another. Okay. Because that's really important in this. When I stop believing that I'm, as an individual, a member of Patrick and Megan and Ben, that I'm affecting them and they affect me and we affect the church and Steve and KJ and Royce, 
okay, when I stop doing that, then it's too easy for me to like point the finger. This is why we need to talk about this, because we're together as one. Like, I'm part of you, you're part of me. Okay? And so here's the thing is this challenges so desperately our, our desire for independence because he says, no, no, because the church should come together with one voice. All right? This, this isn't just like, you know, sweeping it under the rug. This is the idea of, he says, you treat him even as a tax collector. All right. I mean, do, do you, can you hear Jesus's teachings on how different this is than the world? Do, do you see this? Do you see? And to the point we're going, I don't feel comfortable with this. Right. Is this idea of this process is relational. This process is for brothers and sisters that humbly love one another, that aren't seeking status, that deal with sin radically that don't look down on one another, yet they, they find a brother or sister in sin. And he says, treat him as a tax collector. Now, now you know, in the past, oftentimes that's been heard as enemy. <laughs> right? Now, now say this out loud. In front of Jesus, okay? Think about this. If you're standing in front of Jesus, you say, Jesus, we should hate tax collectors. <laughs> what would Jesus say? Yeah, dude, you go tell Matthew that, <laughs> right? He'd say, Jesus would go, come here, son. Who told you that? Who said hate, your, hate a tax collector? But here's the deal. You want to know what we did? We went and reached Matthew. It wasn't okay what Matthew was doing. Matthew couldn't be included in the community the way he was living. No way. All right? But it's very different. It's like, Treat them as an outsider. As, hey, we want you to come in to be a part of the fellowship, to be a healthy part, but it can't be done this way. It can't happen this way. And again, this is not a vengeance or anger. This is about a reconciliation. So if I can't go into this situation without being angry and looking for revenge and all of that, stay away from this. Get some help. All right? This isn't just about exercising anger. He says this weird thing. Whatever y'all bind, here's the thing about the church. In a stunning statement here, Jesus said, I give the church authority to make a decision that I will go with. Whatever you bind down there is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose down there will be loosed in heaven. So if y'all come together and y'all pray, in humility and love, and you have the Bible, and you're working through this, and you're going, this can't be any longer. And there's been time after time of just, no, I don't want this. I'm arguing. I won't change. She said, I give the church authority to speak with one voice. Right? To speak with one voice of saying, listen, whatever's bound on earth will be bound in heaven. Is, have you thought about that before? We're, we're in an age now where it's kind of like, no, man, authority's horrible. And the church shouldn't have authority. In fact, we should have groups with no authority. I'm going, we just, we just ruined the church then. <laughs> you know? We, we should have a church. We, we want to make up our own world. And here's the thing is, boy, this right here is freedom. You ever been caught in a sin or stuck in a sin? You ever been stuck in a sin? You ever been stuck there? How great is it being around your brothers and sisters? 
Look forward to it. Look forward to opening the Bible. Look forward to hanging out and having a D group. Looking forward to hanging out and talking, going having coffee, going playing golf. You looking forward to that? No. But oftentimes our own philosophy of life and groups can say, no, no, no. Listen, it's okay if you feel like you don't, aren't super comfortable because of the sin you're in. Just pretend like you're okay, though. That's what we ask. You, you see how different that is as a church? I, I mean, I read this and I'm like, oh, my goodness. How many times have I dropped the ball on this? Because I've, I've seen this oftentimes as anger, vengeance, all of these things. Instead of grace and patience and mercy. All right. How many times have I kept my brothers and sisters from from drinking from the wells of repentance? Because I just wasn't willing to sit down and say, this is going on. Let's talk about it, man. I'm with you. Jesus judges his disciples greatness, not on their ability to expose the inferiority of others but their ability to pursue reconciliation, repentance, and holiness in the kingdom of God. Right? Isn't that interesting how this is all coming around? Who's the greatest? Jesus like, I'll tell you. <laughs> okay, We're talking sin, humility, love, how we see one another, how we speak to one another, how we deal with sin in our life, and how we deal with sin in our brothers' and sisters' lives. Here's, here's the prayer. These are just some of these bullet points that were coming to my mind. Is praying, I, I want to pray this, that I'll have courage to overcome conflict-avoiding behavior and seek reconciliation and repentance over vengeance. Because right here in the Bell South Auditorium, it's okay. But, but you know as well as I do, man, the minute me and you get offended, there's an anger that comes over us. There's this idea of, I want revenge. I want you to hurt the way I hurt. All right? And go, no, please, Jesus, give us courage to not have that. All right? Have, let us have courage to go, I want to be more like the shepherd that goes out on a rescue mission and celebrate on the way back in, praying that I'll honor and trust God's way of living in community. Okay? Not trusting my own ways. And there's a billion books we could read today on like psychology and sociology and all these things. The greatest psychologist that ever lived and the greatest sociologist that ever lived is Jesus. All right, there's no author that you can go, but you know this other book. You know this one dude, I see this all the time. Man, so-and-so wrote this book on love. It's the best book I've ever read. Better than Jesus? Like you tell me there's a human being out there that's better at this than Jesus. You know, we go, no, but man, Keith, what you just shared, that sounds kind of harsh and strange and all that kind of stuff. You got to read this other guy. I mean, this dude really brings it home because he'll teach you about grace and mercy and patience. I'm going, really? More than Jesus? Right. See, this comes, this brings to the forefront how, who I believe Jesus to be. Do I believe Jesus is this angry, vengeful guy who really doesn't like his followers? Or a shepherd, a father? a friend, a brother that's going, hey, come on, but also Lord. Like having this authority, right? Praying that I'll have a radical unity with my brothers and sisters. All right? Now, listen, internationally, yes. Isn't that easy sometimes? Man, I love my brothers all around the world. Here's why it's easier to love brothers and sisters around the world. Because they're not here with us. 
I'm telling you, think about this. Is our love for brothers and sisters tends to decrease the closer it gets to us seeing each other constantly. <laughs> All right? And so here's what I'm going to challenge you on. Yes, we want to be radically unified and in love with our worldwide brothers and sisters, disciples around the world. But that is not going to save us if I hate my brothers and sisters that I'm living with. Okay? So, so let me challenge you with that, okay? That this, to be thinking about that, that we have a radical unity that it's like, I don't want any part of being a stumbling block. I want to be a part of the solution. How can I help you? And a prayer that I may see the destruct, destructive nature of sin clearly. Now, oftentimes the big sin, we see it. It's kind of like the nuclear, it's like the, the H-bomb they dropped in World War II. You're like, yeah, that hurt. That's huge. Boy, we know that the atomic bomb hurt. But I'm talking about the knife wounds. I'm talking about the little hand-to-hand combat and going, oh, man. The, the little things that I go, that wouldn't kill you. Right? You know what's interesting, though, is people have died from really, like, like little injuries, scrapes, cuts that get infected and then kill you. Right? And going, man, I want to have this heart that I see the destructive nature of sin. Not to become a police officer, but to go, oh man, let me get on the same page with Jesus. Because this should go hand in hand with loving one another. Right? This is heavy, right? This is a heavy duty. Here's the question I think we have to ask ourselves. If Jesus were to come and go, I'm going to watch y'all for a month or two, which he is, by the way, okay, just so you know. But if he were to go, no, I'm going to come and walk in the fellowship, like physically come in here. I'm just going to check it out. And, and, and he were to come up and give a state of the union. And he goes, guys, here's what you can grow in. You got to trust me on this Matthew 18 thing. You, you got to trust me. Okay. And that doesn't mean we're not talking about being heavy handed. You know, we're not talking about being unfair. We're not talking about being a bully. We're not talking about those. But Jesus is saying, you got to trust me on this. All right, we got to be on the same page with this, with this concept, okay? Now, the good news is, next week, we get to read a section that might even be more emotionally difficult, okay? So you're going, okay, are we over the hill? Man, but here's what I want us to think of, okay? As we're reading this, and I would encourage you to read ahead, is, again, the walls come down. Right? If there's some triggers that are coming up, sit down with brothers and sisters and pray about it and talk about it and work through it. Okay? Don't just let them stay out there. All right? But really looking at this going, okay, Jesus, what are you teaching us as a community, as members of one another?